21st Century Women on HCR 104FM and Cambridge 105. Well, it's all about Christmas in this edition of 21st Century Women. We hear Christmas cookery ideas from trainee chefs at Cambridge Regional College. You can pick up some hints and tips about preparing your Christmas turkey and doing party food. Now, most of us have a tree and some lights up at Christmas, but Catherine Waitman and Mike Addis, well, they like to build their own very special decorations. They show us around the massive doll's house they have built out of Lego. We hear people share their memories of Christmases gone by in the Fens and in Hartford. And we get a Muslim's take on Christmas too. That's all coming up in this edition of 21st Century Women. Well, good evening, ladies. We have in the studio Bobby Jones. Good evening. And, of course, we've got Liz Kelly as well. Of course. Of course. I can't always be relied on, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. But you're here tonight, I'm anyway. Here that's, tonight. The, yeah. that's the main thing. So are you all ready for Christmas, ladies? Um, kind of. Kind of? When you don't have to do too much prep, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, well, you're not a big fan, are you, Liz? No, no, we, we've no. gone over that before. Well, maybe we? <laughs> maybe you will be before the end of this show. You never know because you're going to be hearing... in the mood, are you? It will. It'll Christmas put you mood. in the mood for Christmas because okay. everything is about Christmas. It's it, all about Christmas. Now, we'll start right away, shall we? Interested in, in trying to learn some Christmas cookery hints and tips, Louise Wilson went along to Cambridge Regional College and she learned the inside track from some great... Trainee chefs over there. Let's face it, we all struggle to come up with new, exciting and perhaps more crucially doable meals and party food for Christmas. None of us want to spend hours slaving in the kitchen whilst everyone else enjoys all the fun. And what about those leftovers? Well, I'm now joined by some of the next generation of up-and-coming inspirational chefs from CRC. My name is Thomas. I'm students of CRC. I'm an apprenticeship. I'm working for Sydney Sussex College. I'm 38 years old. My name's Ben. I'm also an apprentice in the same class. I work for Jesus College Cambridge. Um, and I'm a 17-year-old chef. So I must explain, we are in the kitchen, so there's lots going on around us. Um, noises, fans are on, etc, etc. So I'm here to ask you guys about some ideas that us non-chefs at home um, might be able to do for Christmas. You can go all out there with starters. You can get your own salmon, cure it yourself. You can find recipes online, there's so many different ways to do it. But normally it's just salt, to be honest. Salt cures it. Just make a mix from a recipe you find, leave it in the fridge for three days. And it can be a big share starter or you can use it for canapes and it's just a good way to get ahead of time. There's a lot of stuff, it can be salmon mousse, which is very easy to make. You basically go into supermarket by buy, buy smoked salmon, put this in process of blended, mixed with double cream, gelatin, leave it in the fridge for overnight. You can serve this with healthy oil, you can serve this with pickled cucumber, very nice for starter. 
And what about vegetarians or vegans? I mean, what would you do for them? The big thing with vegetarians now is a lot of pastry work. So you can do like lattices and parcels, which are generally quite fun. You don't have to make the pastry yourself. There's so many ways you can buy it, but even just mixing with some cheese and some pestos, you can get some quite nice flavours. And It's really quite easy to make beforehand and just put in the oven that day. Yeah, and what about vegans? Because that's slightly more tricky to... Yeah, vegans are coming a trend, aren't they? A uh, lentil loaf is yeah, good a good idea. A lentil loaf or a barley loaf? Is that yeah. pearl barley? Yeah, you can do like uh, pearl barley, boil it up, strain it with some nuts, and just bake it. And that's like a good vegan or veggie main course as well. wanted to do a showstopper but didn't want to spend hours doing it what would you suggest for that I think soups are a good way to do that because you can pack in the flavors which is a wow but you don't have to be precision with all of your skills yes. as long you can as you end it up with some decent garnish so it's all about the garnish really yeah. obviously that's all about presentation you can, you can, in your soup you can add any flavor you want you're never gonna sell it if you don't present this well What would you say about party food, so canapes and things like that? Tart, a bit of pastry, uh, bake it off, cut in half, fill it up with caramelised onion. There's a lot of recipes online with a fantastic pickle mix, which you can mix with your onion, fill it up with tart, suitable for vegetarians and vegans. What's your sort of favourite thing to eat around Christmas time? Stuffing turkey. Stuffing in turkey. <laughs> Mince pies. Mince pies. And do you make your own? I don't. My dad does. <laughs> I've just heard that the head chef here is saying that's terrible. He ought to be making it himself. And you both said you work at the colleges. So yeah. one's at Jesus College and one's at Sydney Sussex. What have you got on the menu there this year? Oh, we, we've got obviously stuffed turkey, but we, we do it all stuffing by ourselves. So we're using different herbs, dry, dry fruits, and with a sausage meat, steaming and roasting the turkey. You steam it first? Yes. We, Why do you do that? We cover turkey with a clean film foil and steaming to make sure it's cooked and keep all the juices inside. Then we roast it and to, do you to think give them a colour. Do you think that's possible for people to do at home as well? And that's what they of should course. be doing. They do and that's it at home every year. And they should be doing that to keep it nice and moist and juicy. Uh, that's how I keep it juicy. Yeah. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. And a Hello, Callum Jocelyn, apprentice chef at the uh, Hilton Doubletree, Cambridge. So, what ideas might you have for Christmas then? Well, we're uh, doing uh, pork at the moment and we uh, can uh, stuff it with apple uh, sauce and that tastes really good. What cut of pork are you using? Pork loin most likely, but you can use it with other types of uh, pork. Pork sometimes dries out a bit, so how it do does, you keep yeah. it moist? We uh, sometimes put it on a little bit of uh, steam as well and then it just keeps it from uh, drying out. What are you having at home this year? Most likely will be uh, duck. Duck? Yeah. Wow, so that's different. And what would you be serving that up with? 
serving it up with the usual uh, trimmings, uh, roast potatoes uh, with a little bit of uh, rosemary goes very well with her uh, potatoes. And uh, have you got any ideas about what people can do to get ahead of time as well in terms of party food? You could uh, do a salmon uh, mousse for uh, canapes, uh, which is easy to do. You just need to uh, bake some uh, salmon and then you blend it with a little bit of double cream. And then you can pipe it on some uh, toasted uh, bread and then you can keep it in the fridge for uh, a few days. What about um, vegetarians? Vegetarian, uh, at the moment we're doing a uh, roasted veg milfoy at the uh, Double Tree. Ah, how do you make that then? So it uh, starts with puff pastry and then uh, we uh, grill the sliced veg, so it'll be aubergines, peppers, courgettes. So then you start with uh, a layer of puff pastry. Again, you don't have to make it, that's uh, something you can buy in. Yeah. So it's a layer of puff pastry, then uh, the uh, aubergine, then the uh, pastry again, then the peppers, then the pastry, and then you get really nice, uh, colourful uh, layers. We won't go until we get trends that you see happening at the moment? At the moment uh, we're using a red uh, quinoa which is quite popular so for the uh, Sunday carvery we use it as a uh, starter in the uh, salads and that's with uh, some uh, fruits uh, mostly, some pineapple, apple and uh, some oranges. Wow so a fruity salad and red quinoa yeah. you think is going to yes. be the next big thing on the market? I think so yes. And what about the perfect roast potato? Everyone has issues with their roast potatoes. What do you do? What uh, we do is uh, we first the, uh, um, boil the potatoes uh, in cold water, then bring it up to the boil. When they've been uh, boiled for about 20 minutes, then uh, you uh, drain out the water, toss them a bit, uh, and then they uh, rough up and then you can roast them with uh, rosemary, garlic, bit of butter. Lovely. Yeah, and the oven at 180, maybe 170 degrees. And then you get perfect roast potatoes in about 20 minutes. And with your fat, does it have to be hot when you put them in or can it go in cold? It can go in uh, cold. So that's the perfect roast potato for you? For me, yes. Yeah, and lots of flavourings as well. Yes, lots of flavourings, plenty of rosemary, maybe some chilli flakes if you want it a bit hotter. We wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I'm now talking to Chris, the head chef, tutor, mentor, <laughs> all in all to everybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what about you then? Uh, what are you doing for Christmas this year? I'm actually at home this year. So uh, I'll be cooking for about 12, I reckon. Roast turkey, traditional dinner, yeah, it's all about the family. But what I like to do with my turkey is I bone it. So right. I take all the bones out of it, put stuffing in it, normally a cranberry with a bit of a forced meat. So that's uh, sausage meat, a little bit of sage going through it, cranberry, a bit of orange. So those flavours are synonymous with sort of Christmas. Wrap it up. Also, by taking the bones out of it, it cuts down on the cooking time. Plus then you can keep it a bit more moist um, and uh, yeah I mean it'll be about two and a half hours cooking time I guess. So would you recommend then that if people are buying a turkey to maybe if they can't butcher it themselves to maybe butchered. ask a butcher? Yeah and they'll do it with pleasure. Yeah. Most, of it, most of them will do it with pleasure. And what about yeah. the bones? Do you do yeah. anything with those? Yeah make stock yeah. And, then, and then also make the soup because the thing with that is you know you make your stock so that's for your gravy lovely and then what's left over 
you know, you make a, well, I always make a carrot and coriander or something like that for, put it in the freezer for later on so you're not, you're not wasting the bones, you know. Um, if you don't get it boned, boil the carcass. Don't waste the carcass because you'll get some goodness out of that. Yeah. About an hour and a half. And what would you do with your leftovers now? So if you've got a load of veg or... Yeah. Uh, well, you talk about veg. I mean, one of the things you can do with your veg before your meal, if you're a bit pushed for time, you know, you can pre-prep pre it, um, you know, maybe a week or so before, you could actually, you know, get it ready if you want red cabbage or anything like that, get that ready, freeze it down, take it out the night before, you know, and then that will come back through in the microwave quite happily. Um, but leftovers, um, not that there are a lot in our house, but, I mean, we always, you know, traditionally we have um, uh, supper, and then we have a boxing day and buffet, so we'd use that up. And if I've got things like um, uh, sprouts left and that, I'll make a bit of mash. And I'll have um, bubble, and you know, bubble and squeak, or maybe a bit of cold cannon, put a bit of bacon through it, or something like that. Lovely. Yeah, you know, but all nothing gets wasted. There's no, there's no reason why you should have waste. about an alternative to Christmas pudding? You're making roulades today, would we that are, be a yeah. good idea? Yeah, chocolate roulades, yeah, lovely. Is it um, easy to do? It's not hard to make, um, but you, you, like with all desserts, you know, there's a bit of a science behind it, so you have to pay attention to the recipe and actually follow the method, you know. Um, could you, isn't that hard to could do, you really. freeze a roulade? Um, to be honest, well, you could, right, but I don't reckon you'd have enough left to freeze. <laughs> I mean, if you taste it, you know, anybody, well, you can see them today here. They look beautiful. You know, yeah, and they'll, yeah. they'll go. That was our Louise Wilson chatting to trainee ch chefs at CRC and also to one of the instructing chefs. Louise, what were you thinking asking about freezing a, a roulard as if there's ever going to be any of that kind of thing left over? I thought she meant freeze, <laughs> you sort of make it in advance and then Oh, well, no, it. I think she meant the leftovers, right. you see. Oh, well, okay. that's what I took it to mean mm. anyway, and that's mm. what the chef took it to mean. Mm. And I think, um, I think you know... He, he just he just clearly sounded like she was crazy. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, that well done there, Louise, for for that interview. That was really interesting. Have you um have you got anyone with any sort of funny faddy diets? Because my my daughter is a vegan, so I found that interview very interesting when they were talking about vegans because it's my my sister in law is actually doing the cooking on Christmas Day, mm. um, but I'm going to have to obviously put something together for my daughter, and it's really quite hard, you know. Is she going to give you any ideas? Probably not. <laughs> I'll get um, I'll get told all the things she doesn't like, <laughs> but not all the things that she does. <laughs> this is I have suggested a few things mm, not sure about that mm, not really mm. but um yeah not too sure what she wants so that can, turns can, it into can what? she just eat the veg well she could but it's a bit you it's know you, boring isn't it yeah you does, want does, something does she go for nuts and that sort of stuff uh, yeah, I suppose so. But you know, it's hard binding them together with yeah. vegans because, of course, no, no egg. eggs, no cheese, no uh. milk, no marge, no butter, no, you know, nothing like that. There are equivalents, but um, yeah, coconut it's quite oil. difficult. And coconut oil. Yeah, and lots of coconut. You can use that. Mm. Mm -hmm. mm. What about you, Bobby? What are you doing on Christmas Day? Is it the turkey? Oh, yes, it's definitely the turkey. Mm -hmm. It's the turkey which needs thawing out mm -hmm. and will take... Ooh, 
two, three days to thaw out, I would imagine, because it's, it's a big lad. <laughs> oh, it's a big, so you got it already? Oh, it, yeah. In the freezer? Frozen, yeah. Oh, I so see. So he's been in the freezer, yeah. I see. Well, okay. he, he'll be coming out pretty soon, I should think. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to. So that'll be, what, Saturday? Sunday? Mm, yes, probably. End of Saturday, I should think, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah, a thought, isn't it? And does it fit the oven? You've always got to watch. Haven't got one that's so big that you ha- you don't have room for it in the oven. Ah, uh, I'm not cooking. My daughter is. So. Oh, I see. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. But all uh, oh, in the past, uh, there's been da- times when you've had to chop pieces off in order <laughs> that you can get it in. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. But it was taste good, so what the Well, heck? it does. Well, does it have to be in one piece? <laughs> well, <laughs> it's getting cut mm. up anyway. <laughs> Yes, ladies. I think the idea is to present it, you see, looking beautiful <laughs> on a big plate, a big platter. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> anyway, coming up later on in the show, we've, we're going to be hearing Christmas memories from the past. Really looking forward to this. We're hearing Christmas memories from the Fens. Also, we're hearing uh, Christmas memories from Huntingdon or just outside Huntingdon. And we're also going to be getting a Muslim's take on Christmas. So, very interesting interesting stuff coming up. After that, we're going to be hearing from a couple who've made an enormous Lego um, doll's house. Looking forward to that as well. This is 21st Century Women. We're going to meet a few people who will tell us how they feel about Christmas. And first up, we hear an excerpt written by Marilyn Simpson and read by Debbie Mickleberg. Marilyn tells us about her memories of Christmas as a child in Hartford. I was born and lived in Hartford Village and Christmases were spent around cold fires as it was so cold outside. My older sister and brother and me were not allowed to go into the front room where our presents were wrapped until we were dressed and had eaten breakfast. In fact, that room was locked. We had lots of presents but we all looked forward to the stocking with an orange, apple, sweets and nuts tucked inside. The Dolls and Meccano sets were opened last. That way, Mum could get on with cooking Christmas lunch in peace. Sometimes we had as many as 20 sitting around the dining room table to eat, and this was very enjoyable. My dad worked abroad a lot, as he worked with the Ministry of Defence, and it was so lovely when he was home for Christmas. I went to Hartford School, the original one, in School Lane, Hartford. That building is empty now, and Christmas nativity plays were held in the village hall, just up the road. The hall had a stage, so lent itself very nicely to plays. I think I played the part of a fairy. Lots of families gathered tightly in the hall, and it was so much fun. We had our Christmas parties there too as well as other school dinners, and all the village ladies helped out serving. Father Christmas visited, handing out presents to all the pupils of Hartford School. We all went home happy. In Huntingdon, All Saints Church had an enormous Christmas tree in their grounds, and the choir used the stand around and sing carols. Carol services were wonderful in all the churches in towns and villages. 
Christmas lights were not as many as today and were mostly in the shop windows. This was before Chequers Court was built and traffic drove along the high street. There was a department store called Fisher's, which had three or four big, big windows, all lit up and decorated, and Father Christmas lived there for the festive period and presents were handed out. I'm not sure how much we paid, but it couldn't have been more than one shilling or two and six. Fisher's was where boots are now, next to the Hippodrome Cinema and Wiles Tuck Shop. Elphick's Furniture Shop also lit up the town. I remember, back in the 60s, when it did really snow, everyone made sledges out of any old wood found and sledged down Castle Hill and pulled along Mill Common and Port Home. We had snowball fights in abundance, but good, clean and wet fun. Everyone walked to school, and if one could walk, the school would be open. Back in Hartford, again we sledged down the hills in the pits. Locals still call Sapley Road the pits. Again, we had lots of snowball fights and made big snowmen. People helped their neighbours by clearing paths around the houses with homemade snow shovels. When winter took hold one year, there was no running water in Hartford. And I remember the tanks of water in Sapley Road when people with buckets came to fill them. Our house thanks to my mum, was the only house which still had running water as paraffin heaters kept running. Hot water bottles came in handy too. Windows used to freeze up and the ice made pretty patterns on the glass. remember the patterns on glass. Yeah, so can I. <laughs> that was Debbie Michelberg reading Christmas Memories of Marilyn Simpson. We're moving on now to hear Barbara Darling and Doreen Turner tell Bobby Jones about their memories of Christmas on the Fens. Chestnuts roasting. Barbara, you grew up in Huntingdon. What was it like at Christmas time when you were little? I know there was a big market, as every week there was markets, and on the market square there was always a big tree lit up on the town hall and all round there. And when it snowed, did people used to go sledging? Yes, on Castle Hills. But you didn't do that? No, thank you. It didn't appeal to you? No, it didn't. What happened at school? Did you used to have a traditional nativity or, or what happened? Yes, they did. And I know we used to have, um, used to go to other schools and have um, carol services there. And I was in the choir. I don't know how I got there, but uh, I did. <laughs> and the choir used to do traditional carols? Yes, yeah. yes. And yeah. all the parents would be invited? Yes. Was it a good uh, concert or...? Yeah, it was very good. People managed to get yeah, to it. Yeah, we used to go... And you grew up in 
Wood Walton and that Fens. In the Fens. So we didn't have a lot, no. Right. So how different was it on the Fens? Because everything was flat, so you, you couldn't go skiing. Oh, well, perhaps you could, because it oh, was Oh, we nice used to go out in the snow. Yeah, of course we did. Yes. You used to enjoy going out yeah, in the snow. Yeah, yeah, we did. And you made snowmen? Yes, yes, and snowballing mum and dad, then get clipped round the ear. <laughs> we used to have a, a big Christmas tree at Christmas. Lovely. We had a spinny near where we lived, and dad used to take us. And he used to say, don't make a noise. And he'd be soaring, this tree, and it'd go down, bang, you know. Shh, we'll get caught. And then we used to run home with this big Christmas tree. Yeah, and decorate. Yeah, we used to have it really... We hadn't got a lot, but we had a lovely Christmas, yeah. So Put our stockings up and, you know, get orange in it, sugar mouse and things like that. Yeah. You had a sugar mouse? Oh, yeah. And it always had a tail? Yeah, yeah. And Mum used to do the cooking and that, and they used to fat up a cockerel. Oh! For Christmas. A cockerel for Christmas? Yeah. Not a turkey? No. Or a goose? Couldn't afford, no, 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 no. We used to have our own chickens. But they used to fat this, all the workmen all round, because my dad was a horseman on the farm down there. And they all done the same, so we all had the same. That's very different. Yeah, okay. yeah, we used to have a lovely time, in and out of people's houses and all that, yeah. Everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe. Help to make the season bright. Gran used to do all the cooking. She wouldn't let anybody do and she wouldn't tell us the recipes either. <laughs> so what, what was the special Christmas thing that you had, these recipes? We used to make a lovely Christmas pudding and we cannot find it. She wouldn't let me know. She wouldn't let Mum know. Uh, she told my cousin, but she'd never let us know either. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I know they always used to sit round, us kids used to sit round uh, in the corner, and all the grown-ups, they used to be playing cards. <laughs> yeah. So, no television, was there? No. 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 no television. Um, our radio, we wasn't allowed to have too much, because it had accumulator, and my father used to say, don't you put that radio on, because I want to hear Dick Barton Friday evening. Did you remember that, Barbara? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah but, but did you listen to the Queen? Yes. Well, yeah, that were Mum and my granny, you see. Yeah. 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 But that was very much part of Christmas, listening That's to right. the Queen. That's yeah. right, yeah. I think we had more fun them days than yeah. they do now. So what sort of things would you do? Would you play games? Yes, yeah. What sort of Oh, we play with the toys. I had a little um, sewing machine. And I always remember Uncle came and he was... <laughs> and he broke it. I always remember that. Oh. Hmm. How old were you then? Oh, I'd be about seven, eight. Oh, yeah. and he broke it. Yeah. Oh, how sad. <laughs> we Did stayed... get repaired? Yeah, my dad done that. We stayed down in the fence until I was about 11. Then we moved up in the village then in a brand new council house it was at the time and was it very different living in the council house than living in the bed oh yes because we had flush toilet and bathroom and everything you see <laughs> and a rayburn oh yeah we didn't have to go down the garden to the toilet <laughs> <laughs> my grandchildren don't realize what life i had no. 
It's interesting, isn't it, how oh, things yeah. have changed yeah. and, and moved on. Yeah. For the better. Oh, mostly. yes. Mostly. Yeah. 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 The sense of family, maybe, is yeah. a little different, do you think? Yes. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Once the grandparents, uh, you know, have gone and uh, some of the aunts and uncles and that have died, you sort of might get a card at Christmas, but they don't meet all up now. It was a big Where, family yeah, gathering, it was gathering then, wasn't yes, it? Yeah. Not so much now. No, no. I mean, a lot of people, I suppose, still do, but uh, a lot of people don't. If they've got youngsters, I, th- I like a big house full, you know, and yeah, I don't know where to sit. Where do you sit? <laughs> On the floor. Merry Christmas to Why not sit on the floor? <laughs> they sounded really funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that was Barbara Darling and Doreen Turner talking to me about Christmas in the Fens. And moving on now to Linda Ness chatting to our fan Ilahi, who is a Muslim living in Cambridgeshire. And she asked him how he spent Christmas. <laughs> I'm speaking to Arfan. Arfan, how do you celebrate Christmas? Well, as a Muslim, I don't celebrate Christmas, but I do appreciate the spirit of Christmas, and I do look forward to this time of year with all the lights and and, um, atmosphere that it brings. I like the the sort of loving and friendly atmosphere that it creates. Uh, People seem to be sort of happier. So I do enjoy and and make the most of the, the time of year. I mean, I do look forward to the holidays as well, because that's the time I you know, look forward to, to visit relatives and, and spend time with my family, which we otherwise uh, might not do. So it's still quite a family time for yeah, you as well. Yeah. yeah, we do look forward to that time of year, and we use sort of Christmas as the, at that time of year to, to do that. So and, and even though I don't celebrate Christmas, in my religion, we do, we do hold the same values, you know, to be with family and and appreciate family values and, and friends and ties and, and neighbours as well. And you have other celebrations throughout the year in which you give gifts and things like that? Yeah, so although I don't celebrate Christmas and you know we don't exchange gifts, we do have Eid twice a year and we do try and make the most of those times so that the kids are not left out and they feel there is something that we can use to exchange gifts and kind of have a Christmas at different times of the year. And in some papers, you know, you hear stories about, especially parts of London, where you're not allowed to say the word Christmas because it's not politically correct. How do you feel about that? It just sort of makes me laugh and it irritates me as well. And it um, makes me quite annoyed because that's certainly not the feeling of most Muslims. Um, They don't have any problem with uh, Christmas being celebrated or even mentioning Christmas. That's just, uh, you know, it just makes me laugh. You know, sometimes the media pick up on one or two people that might have some crazy views, but it certainly is not the norm. Um, Islam is quite a, a tolerant religion, and you know, if, if people want to celebrate, you know, whatever festival, we've got no problem with it at all. You know, we should try and encourage um, and, and try and live with each other and uh, appreciate each other's. Yeah, traditions. So it's just some political correctness gone mad. Yeah, I think uh, sometimes this political correctness goes a bit a bit too far, and um, and it just ends up creating problems which don't exist really. People just want to get on yeah. and, and live with each other, and I think it just this causes more problems. I think by um, creating lines that don't really aren't really there. Okay, well, thank you very much. Have a very peaceful Christmas. 
Thank you very much. And happy holidays to everybody. And that was our fan, Elahi, explaining how he and his family spend the Christmas holidays. That was a really interesting segment, wasn't it? Hearing all these different views, memories from the past, and our fan talking about, you know, a very different view of Christmas, because for them, it's like us um, looking at maybe Eid um, mm-hmm. and and other other celebrations. Hanukkah or yeah, Festival yeah, of yeah. Lights or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love to listen to the memories of Christmas going back. I, I just love that. And the, the, listening to uh, Doreen particularly, because she, she was the Fen lady, whereas uh, um, Barbara was actually brought up in Hartford. So it was interesting to listen to what she was saying about living out in the Fens and how different it was. And, and the comparison between the, the brand new council house and living in the Fens, I, I was astounded. I know, I know. Yeah. Well, but it would have been then. That was a time when people were moving into houses that had internal toilets and things like that. And it mm. wasn't unknown. I remember when I was young, and, and that was after the, the period she's talking about, I'm assuming. But I remember um, some friends, even when I was into my teens, were using shared toilets when they were in blocks of flats, you know, tenement blocks. Um, they were using sh- shared toilets that they were sharing with the next door neighbours. Mm. And no bathroom. Yes. You know, no internal bathroom. They had a sink in the kitchen, and that was what you had to use for washing. Yeah, so, right. yeah. yeah, quite, quite, quite different, but lovely stories about Christmas. Love the one about the tree as well. Oh, yeah, you that know, was pinching, fantastic, wasn't it? Pinching the Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> that must have gone on quite a lot, I think. I'm sure it did, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, good stories, and and I and I like the first story as well about Hartford. Marlon Simpson's um, mm. tales of uh, when she was young in Hartford that sounded really good as well. Yeah, um, Marilyn's stories are wonderful. Uh, I really like to talk to Marilyn because she's got some wonderful memories of Huntingdon and what Huntingdon used to be like when she was quite small mm-hmm. and, and what she used to do and how she would cycle into the centre of Huntingdon to get the shopping or to, to run a message for mum or something. Mm-hmm. Very, very interesting. Yes, cause you, but you could cycle in those days, mm-hmm. you know, because the roads were a lot emptier. Absolutely. It was much, much safer. I mean, you still, a lot of people cycle now. But uh, it'd be nice to know what shops there were then. Yes. Because there wouldn't yes. have been the supermarkets, would there? No, it would have been independent traders. Mm. Yeah, Marilyn's a girl to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> this is 21st Century Women. Liz Kelly was intrigued when she heard about a couple from Huntingdon who build massive displays from Lego as part of their Christmas decorations. She went along to look at this year's display, a very large Victorian house all made from Lego. Hello, Catherine Waitman and Mike Addis. Thank you very much for giving out your time this evening to let me have a look at this doll's house that you built out of Lego. I saw a picture of it and I thought, that is amazing, I have to see that. And I didn't have any idea about the size of it. Could you give me the dimensions? Yeah, the height of it is eight foot and the width is just under seven foot. So it's taking up most of the wall of a fairly large Victorian house living room, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's, it's quite normal. We do have big models every year, although probably in surface area, it's the biggest we've done. We've done models as high and we've done models 
as wide, but not the combination. Okay, and this is like a Christmas decoration for you, isn't it? It is, yeah. We've been doing it for 24 years now. Did you think about doing a house sooner than this? When we first moved into this house, we did our own house, but we just did the exterior with the Christmas lights, and it was nowhere near the size of this model. Fifth of this size, yes. Was it? When did you actually start building this then? Well, I started on October the 13th as my birthday, so that's always been my birthday treat, to start this (laughs) model, so try and get it done by December the 1st. Okay. Uh, But this model is one that you can just add to all the time. I mean, we'll probably put something on even Christmas Eve, I should think, at the rate Mm, we're going. The Christmas presents, maybe? Uh, No, we've already got them. so. So how many rooms are there? In total, there's 18 rooms. So that includes the servants' quarters and the downstairs, the kitchen and scullery and all that sort of stuff. Who would have lived in a house like this? Well, I think it would be pretty sort of a high class. I mean, it won't be sort of a mansion type place, but it certainly would have been a wealthy Victorian. Because, I mean, our house is quite a big Victorian house, but nowhere near the size of this one. Hmm. So it would have had how many servants living in, do you think? Working out what we would want to put in there, in, in the servants' quarters there, I think we would need somewhere in the region of about 12 servants. That's quite a lot to put up. Well, yeah. I've had to stand way back to see the servants' quarters on the top floor. They're presumably a bit more sparse than the other rooms. Yes, more sort of utilitarian sort of furniture, you know, sort of two beds, a room and, uh, you know, just a table and chair. But we've got, obviously, the, a four-poster bed in the main bedroom and then the, a guest bedroom with another four-poster bed bed. Fabulous. I see that the maid on the top floor has got a, an apron on, black dress and an apron. Yes, we had friends sort of looking at old pictures to see sort of, sort of late Victorian era, you know, and then we've got a cook down in the, the kitchen sort of with a, a big apron and a bowl. Right, I'm just going to kneel down now and have a look at that and perhaps describe it. Right, it's got a long trestle table. Looks like it's laid for the servants for Christmas yes. dinner. Yes, for the servants downstairs. There's a massive dresser full of all sorts of things, bottles, I think, and presumably plates and glasses. Oh, yes, I can see yeah. glasses and things. I see that the cook you've got here, she's got a whisk and a bowl in her hand. Yeah. She's still busy, even though the table looks ready to serve. This looks like there's turkey on the plates. Fabulous dinner service on the shelves. Not quite sure how you made that out, Lego. <laughs> yes, it's, it's all it's Lego. All Lego. Yes. Is it really? There's only two pieces in the entire model that isn't really Lego. Okay. Uh, which my sister gave me there were Victorian Father Christmases, so they're on the room above. But apart from that, everything else is and Lego. And the lights. Yeah. yeah, well, the lights aren't Lego, yeah. Mm. But all the drawers work. You can pull them out. They all, they all wow. function. Wow, so it's a doll's house you can actually play with then? You could do, yes. Yeah. 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 I suppose we have been playing with it all the time, really. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I suppose it. if you had children round, if they were of an age to respect the work yeah. that's gone into no, we, it, they would love just to play with it, wouldn't we they? We had my nephew's children. They were eight and nine years old, and they helped build... With it. They spent uh, a day and a half building with us the building. Nursery, and, they yeah. Oh, would you like to show me the nursery? Is it yeah. the one with the Christmas yes. tree? That's yes. right, yeah. Yes, yeah, so they built sort of the colourful chair and some of the beds. We're sort of enjoying looking to see what they can build. Then we've got a doll's house there, sort of within the doll's house, and a rocking horse. Yeah, they made the rocking horse as well. Did they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. lovely. Pictures on the wall. This is the guest bedroom then with a yes. lovely quilt on and a huge but we still wardrobe. We can add a few more bits, yes. It's just got a wardrobe and a sofa and the fireplace. We've mm. sort of got the hang of doing fireplaces. Most yeah. of the rooms would have had beautiful fireplaces. And the lovely carpet. And then this room is the bathroom, is it? Yes. Bathroom, yeah. Wow, what luxury. 
beautiful tiled floor. What else have we got? A proper toilet. Then above that, there is a nanny's bedroom. Oh, is it? The nursery. That's the nanny. I built the oh, nanny. how very clever. Very tidy. She's got it as well. <laughs> that's the library down there. Oh wow, what a bookcase. <laughs> Phenomenal. Some of the books are sort of upright, some are slanting. They've obviously been taken out recently, taken down from the shelves. I think you've even got an aspidistra or something yes, in, that's right, yeah. in the plant pot. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Got someone waiting to go upstairs. Is that the lady of the house? No, one of well, them. Well, I'm not sure. I mean, we've done a few <laughs> the sort of similar designs. Yeah. But um, All yes. in their grand dresses. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, and several flights of stairs. Well, I suppose one for each floor, really, up yeah, to the next floor. Right, yeah. yeah. So we've got five flights. It's five stories high, obviously, the building. So yeah. Plus the roof, the attic, on top of that as well. So. And then we've got the main bedroom. Even the picture is a copy of a picture in our room. So. Is it? Yeah. So that picture is... If you look over here, you can see... With the castle? Yeah, with the castle. Castle and Bambara, sunset. Bambara Castle. Is it? That's yeah. phenomenal. <laughs> oh, and you've got a roaring fire in there, in the yeah. bedroom, with a four-poster bed. Yeah. And even the lady who's at the, the table, there's a hairbrush and a, even a Wedgwood bowl. Yeah. That's made, made out of Lego. So Thank it's quite, quite surprising what you can get off Lego. Yeah. And then, like, the candlestick holders here, they're actually Star Wars lightsabers. I read about that and yeah. I thought, wow, that, how is that possible? <laughs> so it's, yeah, it, it works quite well really. And yeah. we've adapted quite a few things from different sets to accommodate what we can. Mm. The dining room itself down the bottom, the serviette and the holders, the, sort of the napkin holders, they're actually Lord of the Rings rings. Are they? Yeah, from the set. So yeah, we, we just put lightsabers inside them to make it look <laughs> like it's uh, serviettes. Yeah. So. Oh, the table in the grand dining room is very nice with cutlery and silver and candelabra and similar looking dinner to, the, to what they've got downstairs, but yeah. I'm we're, sure we're it's limited. better quality. <laughs> we're limited by the space, really, and, and what you can get from Lego. So. Yeah. Yes, we've enjoyed doing it and trying to get things in keeping and sort of in style. My father came and he enjoyed building like this near the settees and the chaise long, you know, to try mm. and get the period furniture. He comes down for a week just to build, so he's been doing that also for the last 20 odd years. So, yeah, he's so that's his... your Christmas tradition, the father comes and, and helps. Yeah, that's right. Ad yeah. Adds his personal touch yeah. to the. He loves Lego building. In some ways, he was the start of it all because he did it with Catherine yes, as a child. As a child. Did, did so, yeah. And okay. he did biggish houses, not, not well, this scale. I mean, sort of, yes. Yeah, yeah, sort of a couple of square feet, but we've sort of taken it on and gone a bit beyond but in, in some ways he's the instigator of all this yeah. yeah oh it's a brilliant tradition i didn't actually have any lego as a child i was never bought any lego no always had well we both had lego collections so we, uh, we combined them together but then we've added a lot since then and been teacher at hinchinbrook school have you? people have given me donations and in fact even at oxfam we've put a I noticed in the Oxfam window because mm. I've done a display there for Christmas. Yeah, I was looking at it again today. Yeah, the Star Wars one, so that's gradually changing. I like getting... the baubles that you've got hanging up yes, as well. Yes, yeah, they're, they're all made from Lego as well, of course. Yes. In fact, today we picked up from Oxfam two big boxes of Lego that somebody had kindly donated. Oh, okay. and so we're going to make use of those as well. They'll go yeah. in the, the display and sort of raise some more money for Oxfam, basically. <laughs>
That was Catherine Waitman and Mike Addis telling Liz Kelly about the love of building Lego projects at Christmas. I've seen the photographs mm. of this thing. It looks amazing, it Liz. It is, yeah, yeah. I and can't. it's enormous. It is big, yes. I've seen pictures of Mike up a ladder, <laughs> you know, messing around with things in the attic and stuff I like that. I couldn't really just... see in the, t- in the attic rooms unless I stood right back at the other end of the room. Then I couldn't see the detail because uh-huh. I was so far back, you know, but um, yes. That's because you're so Every little, Liz. <laughs> I know, it doesn't help, yeah. We should have sent a very tall person along to do this Indeed. particular topic. Yeah, should be you, perhaps. We, you're, I'm ta- not, you're taller than I, either of us. I don't think so. Not very much. I'm only five foot two. <laughs> that's at least two inches taller than me. <laughs> but that's amazing. And they do a project like this every, every year. single year. Yeah. <coughs> but 24 I'm, years they've been doing it. So it's I, their tradition. They've got their yeah. own tradition. I think it's fantastic. It is. Mm. It is. But this is the biggest one yet. Yeah. Yeah. I think looking at in the size, ones in terms of size. Yeah. The ones they've done in the past, the polar bear that they liked, they mentioned they liked it. That, this construction of that. Can you imagine building something really complex out of the same colour brick? <laughs> it you would know. be like doing a jigsaw puzzle with no picture, wouldn't it? Yeah. It was just kind of one colour. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, this I think they really, really enjoyed. It's a lot of fun building something like this. I've always wanted to sort of build my own doll's house, never, never done it. But I can imagine that just the ingenuity and, oh, let's make one of these, let's make one of those. And the fact that they copied the picture that was on their own wall in their own living room, yes. you know. I mean, the detail yeah. when I'm looking at these yeah. photographs is absolutely phenomenal. They've got things on the wall. They've got, I mean, just amazing. You really need to see the pictures of this. We'll put some mm, up on the website. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, amazing. I, I love the Did, bathroom and, and the floor of the bathroom. Yeah, late Victorian. That's amazing. Yeah. The detail in, in that... Um, it's supposed to be tiles, isn't it? And it's so beautiful. Yeah, and it does work very well with Lego, actually, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. And do do they make a plan first? I mean, are they following? Are they I didn't ask that question. Oh. Sorry. You have to go back. <laughs> go back and report back to us. Mm. But yeah, They are expert amazing. Lego builders. They, they've run the class at half term for kids to go along and build things out of Lego. It's not really appealed to me. I don't have a lot of patience. Mm. And even as a child, I, I've had a few Lego bricks, but nothing enough to do anything That's the with. thing. I think you probably do need an awful lot. Yes. Um, eventually, I think my sister, younger sister, must have had some Lego, and you—it was probably a set making a house, small house, mm-hmm. and that was what we made with it. We didn't seem to have the flexibility to do much else. Yeah, you've uh, got to think creatively, though, haven't you? You have, yeah. You've got, but the Lego have got so many little extra bits these days, haven't they? Yes, it's much uh, more that, exciting than yeah. It. Just they give the a lot more detail. Mm. Yeah. Now, you have a Christmas card to share with us that you showed earlier on. Can we we have a look at that? Because I thought it was great and just perfect for this show. I sent it to someone and I had to actually take a picture of it before before I sent it because I did think it was pretty appropriate for our show. Three wise women would have asked directions, arrived on time, delivered the baby, cleaned the stable, made a casserole and there would have been peace on earth. (laughs) What do you think? <laughs> I think that's a great Christmas and card. There's a picture of three women sitting in a motorbike, an old motorbike with a sidecar. It's lovely. <laughs> 
Now, I don't know if you remember, but last year we spoke to Lynn Nolan from Yulegrave. Not particularly local. Not but at we all. Not at all. But we were intrigued by the fact that she had built the whole village of Yulegrave out of cake. Indeed. Fruit cake. Fruit cake and decorated it. Yeah. And you could see all of the shops and people were recognising their houses and their shops and all that, all that kind of thing and the roads. What's she been up to this year then? Well, she clearly couldn't take a rest because she's been building the big little town of Bethlehem. And how big is the big little town of Bethlehem? I'm looking at a picture of her now standing next to it and, oh gosh, not as big as the Lego house, it looks to me. It's actually quite sizable. Oh, how long know. has it taken her to About do three this? About foot high, maybe. Wow. But it's sort of stacked. It must be on a hillside or something. Lots of different houses. There is similar detail to what she had with Yulegrave last year. So this is like a nativity, effectively. There is a nativity at the, at the front of it, yeah. Is that made out of cake cute. as well? Icing, I think. Fondant icing and stuff. Goodness me, she's so Marzipan clever. icing, that kind of thing. Oh, it says it's six feet long, three foot wide with a six foot backdrop. There are candlelit houses, market stores and the traditional stable. And how, how long has it taken her to get all this together? She must have started back in June, I'm guessing. It's taken about six months. That would be from planning it all the way through yeah, to baking yeah, all of the yeah, cake. Two months to complete after crafting her vision in the summer. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart, but the very next Christmas food. Christmas is not a time for dieting. And the Cambridge News have come up with eight simple swaps to save you calories this Christmas. You've been reading this, Liz. I have, yes. What would you think, Linda, of swapping your favourite eggnog for a Prosecco? <laughs> Ooh, let me think. Great. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll agree on that one. What about you, Bobby? Definitely. Well, it seems that eggnog's back on trend, so people are drinking eggnog again. Um, mm. But it says here that it's higher in calories than Prosecco, so you can save yourself a few calories if you go down to Prosecco. That's a real shame. It'll just have to be Prosecco then. I think oh, so. Keep on taking never the mind. bubbly. Yeah. yeah, we'll just keep drinking that, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, responsibly. <laughs> what about swapping your roasties for roast parsnips with paprika? No, I'd want both. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm not swapping roast potatoes for anything. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Bobby? Would you swap your roasties? Um, well, it depends what I'm swapping it for, but I don't think I'd swap it for, for parsnips with paprika. You'd consider... Swapping roast potatoes for something else. Oh, yes. What, nice. what like? <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine anything better than roast potatoes. Potatoes don't do a great deal for me, really. Really? Other than make me fat. <laughs> oh, I love roast potatoes. And you know, we've all got secret ways. Earlier on, we were hearing the chefs talking about the, the perfect way to make roast potatoes. I was very surprised when he said it didn't matter whether you put them in hot fat or cold fat because one of the things that I thought was that they had to go into very hot fat. So that's I must try that out, actually, putting them into cold fat because maybe I'm wrong there. I think it depends how long um, you've got to cook them. If you Possibly. haven't got very long, then you need to get them going. Well, I cook quickly. them for over an hour. Me but, too. But the big thing, I think, is to shake them. Once you've parboiled them, you give them a good rattle around, dry them off and give them a good rattle, and they become slightly jaggy, and that is what gives you your crispy bits. Yeah, it absorbs more oil that way, doesn't it? You think it more makes calories. them more fattening. So your swap there could be not do the shaking, and you probably save a few calories. But they wouldn't be as good. No, no, no we can't. <laughs> no, I think... The roast potatoes are untouchable. 
Sorry, we've oh, got to we've got to look at something I think else. That's fair enough, and you don't <laughs> save that much, really. I have a friend that sent me a present, which was not really a Christmas present, but it was a kind of a Christmas present. It was one of those little things that you hang up, and it says, "Christmas calories don't count." Well, there you go. I think that's right. That's and if truism. that's written and it's on Bobby's wall, then I would go for that, you know, Liz. Mm, it's a treeism. A treeism. A treeism. A Christmas treeism. Did you say you put it on the Christmas tree? It was on a bit of wood, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, you could put it, you, you could make, put it onto your Christmas tree because it was one of those with a little hanger on it, yeah. Mm. Okay, so the roasties are untouchable, so we're going to ignore all of these suggestions. So what, what, um, what, what, what else have we got in mind here? I don't here? mind on this one. What mince pies for Pavlova? What? I thought pavlova would have been far more high in calories than mince pies. One mince pie can have up to 350 kilocalories. That's a calorie. Uh-huh. Almost 17 grams of fat and 20 grams, that's five teaspoons of sugar. Okay, oh. a pavlova, you do get quite a lot of sugar. Um, but it says at the bottom here, my suggestion would be to ask for the fresh fruit with a little bit of the cream on the sides. So basically scraping off the fruit not eating the cream and the pavlo which defeats the object so oh i see so you're not you're not meant to have the meringue that's well, that's a pavlova isn't it some meringue it's, it's, and yeah so you I do it with the meringue oh, that's, that's a bit half-baked it is really <laughs> as my it's pavlovas tend to be <laughs> not baked at all <laughs> what else Stolen what about the sprouts Oh, sprouts. Presumably sprouts. You can eat as many sprouts as you like. Can you? Yeah. But you can't really, no can limit. you? You can't because they taste horrible. So you've got to have them. I mean, that's the law. We've got to have sprouts. <laughs> the they, have sprouts. Un- they have unfortunate effects as well. <laughs> that's your limit with sprouts, yes. So you've got to have them. But maybe a couple, two, three maybe on your plate. Is that enough? Well, I'm, yeah. I do like sprouts. I've you, always liked sprouts. You like sprouts? Yes. There had like to be sprouts, one, Bobby. Bobby. Yeah, no, I do like sprouts, yeah, but not too many. And I don't like them to be too big. No, I don't like them big. So small sprouts, but many of them. Not too small, because they're an absolute pain to, to Chase around the plate. <laughs> oh, yes, and yeah, to prepare. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Mm. I suppose you could buy them frozen, but I always buy... I know, I know, that's wrong as well, isn't it? Just wrong. It's not I seasonal, always, is it? No. You buy frozen sprouts. No, you're right. I always buy the real sprouts and sit there for hours fiddling around, picking at them. Are <laughs> frozen sprouts not real ones, then? <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose they are, but, you know, actually, they're probably healthier or just as healthy because they, you, they capture them and freeze them at their quick. best. Capture them and freeze them quick. Before they get away. Conjures up the thought of sprouts (laughs) running round the field trying to get away. (laughs) And I feel sorry for the sprouts. People running from the sprouts. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Round uh, dining room tables. (laughs) And especially children. Apparently one of the one of the villages near Cambridge are having a carol service. I think it's I don't know, it's Friday, Saturday, sometimes something like that. And the, they've got an app, so you can actually download the carol sheet to your phone or your iPad and take it along so you can switch your iPad on and read your carol sheet from the iPod. Isn't that a great idea? I think that's really good because when you do carols by candlelight, you can never read the sheets anyway, so you have to know the song. I know. Well, we used to do that in our local church on Christmas Eve, carols by candlelight. It was, actually, it wasn't Christmas Eve, it was a week before. But then health and safety stepped in and said that we weren't allowed real candles mm. and it had to be kind of like torches. And that's a bit disappointing, yeah. isn't it? It is. The local church here 
had a candlelit service last Sunday. With real candles? Yes, real mm. candles. And the church was packed. Mm. No damage done. Amazing. Their insurance company must be very good. <laughs> or they weren't told. One of the other. <laughs> <laughs> now I know what a fool I've been. But if you kiss me now, I know you'd fool me again. Well, I hope you're all ready for Christmas. I hope you've got your cookery organised. If not, hopefully some of the uh, the tips that we gave you earlier on might just come in handy. And I hope you enjoyed hearing about everybody else's Christmas. I guess it's time that we wrap up now. So, our thanks have to go to, there's a whole list here, Marlon Simpson, Debbie Mickelberg, Barbara Darling, Doreen Turner, Arfan Elahi, Catherine Waitman and Mike Addis, as well, of course, as our lovely contributor, Louise Wilson. If you're listening to HCR 104 FM, next up is The Country Show with John and Jackie Manders and in Cambridge 105, it's 105 Sport. This show will be available as a podcast on iTunes and Mixcloud. We'll be back in January. Until then, it's goodbye from Bobby Jones. Goodbye and happy Christmas. From Liz Kelly. Ditto from me, Liz. And from me, Linda Ness. Have a great Christmas and see you next time.